All right. Once again, uh, welcome to Elevate. Elevate is a place for college-age students and professionals. Uh, we exist to introduce college-age students and professionals to Jesus and to teach them how to live a life that's elevated. Uh, if this is your first time here, we would love for you to once again fill out that welcome card. And in exchange, you will get a free drink to either here at Alchemy Lounge or at Alchemy at the Camp. So, um, yeah, we would just love to get some more information about you. Uh, we promise not to send you a ton of stuff and harass you and stalk you and all that stuff. Uh, we will follow you on Instagram if, if, if you're on Instagram, though. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we achieve uh, what we want to through authentic relationships, meaningful worship, and relevant lessons. And so we know that there's a lot of places you can be tonight. And so we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to come here and be with us tonight. Uh, and so, yeah, we would love to get to know you better. So stick around afterwards. We have coffee and cookies and lots of pizza. Um, usually that goes pretty quick, but there was a lot today. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, also, if you're new to this whole Christianity thing and are just checking it out, um, we may do and say some things that, you know, may be unfamiliar to you, and, and that's okay. Um, we don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable, so feel free to participate in as much or as little as you want. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I also want to take this moment before we get started to invite you all over to our house on, uh, for dinner on Tuesday nights. Um, <clears throat> it is a time that... Uh, yeah, we just have a great time um, getting to know each other better, fellowshipping, and uh, having dinner. I think I'm a pretty good cook, but, you know, um, <clears throat> I always cook. Uh, and actually, tomorrow we are having non-pizzas. So, like, I'm getting non-bread, and then I'm going to make a bunch of pizzas out of the non-bread, and they're pretty delicious. So, you guys are welcome to come over to, uh, tomorrow at 7 and um, we'll just have a good time. Uh, and so if you're interested in that, just let me and my wife know, and we can give you our address and, and let you know how to uh, get in and find us, and um, we, we would love to have you uh, tomorrow at 7. <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> today we're talking a little bit about living a double life. So for most of my childhood, I was someone who lived a double life. I was well-liked by all of my teachers, <clears throat> adults I came in contact with. Um, I did and I said all of the right things. I went to church. I was respectful. Right? I was active in young life. I got good grades. And I was never in a lot of serious trouble. From the outside looking in, I was what you would consider the model kid. But the truth was... I was anything but the good kid that people thought I was. <clears throat> I constantly snuck out at night. Right? I partied. I was a serial liar and a cheater at school. I would actually steal tests and make photocopies and hand them out to other students at school. Right? I was doing things that I, that I shouldn't with my girlfriend. I was taking advantage of her. Right? And I was constantly doing things that I know was wrong. I remember this one time that my parents were out of town for the weekend, and I had the opportunity to stay at home, right? No parents. Woo-hoo. 
Um, <clears throat> but the news of no parents in my house spread quickly throughout my school, as it tends to do in a small school. And what started out as a small party for me and just a few of my friends, right, ended up being a party for the whole school. About 75 people showed up. And as parties do, right, there was food and drinks and adult beverages when we were in high school that weren't allowed, right? Loud music and a big mess. So the party ends and I was left with a trashed house in about 36 hours before my parents got back for me to clean it up. I spent the rest of the weekend cleaning and making my house look spotless because I was so afraid that my parents were going to come back and find out what I had done. What was supposed to be a fun weekend turned into a stressful weekend, one that was consumed with cleaning up my messes. And the thing about living a double life is that most of the time you are so worried that you'll be found out and discovered that all of your time is consumed with cleaning up your messes and making your life look and appear spotless. The thing is, is that <clears throat> my story is not so unique. Right? Maybe you can relate to my story because I was describing you. Right? You do and you say all the right things, but deep down, you too know that you are living a double life. Maybe it's with drugs or excessive drinking. Maybe it's an addiction to unhealthy sex or pornography. Maybe it's cheating in school or stealing time from your employer at work, doing things that you know you shouldn't be. <clears throat> Whatever it is, you know that deep down you are someone who is living a double life. On Saturday night, you're out partying and doing things that you know you shouldn't and you know is wrong, maybe breaking the law, only to wake up on Sunday, go to church, and pretend that your life is squeaky clean. The truth is this, though. When you live a double life, your time is more often than not spent keeping your good life image intact. And when we spend all of our time being consumed with keeping up and maintaining a good look, it prevents us from doing what God has meant for us to do. <clears throat> Uh, James 1, 22 through 25, it says this, <clears throat> but don't just listen to God's word, right? You must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free... And if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So, living a double life is nothing new, right? It has been around since Bible times. James is addressing that here. He was addressing those that knew the word, but was choosing 
not to follow it. And the thing about living a double life is that often you know what you're supposed to do or not do, but choose to do the opposite. James is saying that just merely knowing is not enough. You also have to do and put into practice what God says. Maybe you're like me. You grew up in church. You know all the right answers. You know how to act and what to say to give the illusion that you have it all together. But the problem with someone who lives a double life is that they fool themselves into believing that knowing and doing are the same thing. You see, that's exactly who James is addressing when he says, don't just listen to God's word, you must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. James continues on in the second half of the passage by saying, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, And if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. James is telling us here that there is a better way. When we live a double life, we often become slaves to the bad and private life that we live. We all know this to be true, right? When we live a double life, all of our time, all of our energy, our whole life is spent maintaining a false truth about our own lives, then we become bonded and slaves to it. But it doesn't have to be that way. James tells us that there is a better way. James, he says, if we look to the perfect law and do what it says, not only will it set us free from having to perpetuate the lie of a double life, but we will also be blessed along the way. So maybe up to this point, none of this has really resonated with you because you feel like you aren't really living a double life. And so as I matured from my high school days, right, one thing that I discovered was true for me was that living a double life evolved itself into not living fully for Christ. It wasn't any major sin or issue that I was dealing with in my life. But my public life and my private life became two separate things. I would give the illusion that I was doing all this good for Christ and living a good Christian life, but would spend all of my private time wasting it and doing non-kingdom building stuff. Right? It could be that you spend your private time doing things that you know aren't what God wishes for you to spend your time on. And you know, it doesn't have to be bad things, right? Maybe it's video games or binge-watching Netflix or Fortnite, right? Or, you know, you name it. The list can go on and on. And I'm not saying that any of that stuff is bad. But what I'm saying is that when it takes over your life and prevents you from doing other things that God wishes for you to do, that is when it becomes a problem. In the third book of Revelations, the author and Apostle John is addressing the church and um, I always butcher this, Laodicea. He says in verse 15, I know your deeds 
that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And so what you may not know about Laodicea is that it is a city about halfway between two other cities, Heropolis and uh, Colossae. Yeah, that's how you say it. (laughs) So at the base of Heropolis is a natural spring, a natural hot spring with mineral baths, much like Hot Springs, Arkansas, if any of you have ever been there. Um, For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, Hot Springs, Arkansas is a place where nature through geological formations produced naturally hot water that is high in minerals. And so it was the same thing that was happening at at Heropolis. In the other direction from Laodicea was a city called Colossae. This city had the opposite of Heropolis. It had fresh cold spring water. Laodicea, which was in the middle of these two cities, was unique because it didn't have a water source. Instead, Laodicea had to obtain its water via aqueduct. It would get either hot mineral water from Heropolis or cold spring water from Colossae. The only problem was that by the time the water traveled and reached Laodicea, the water, which was unique and valuable from the start, had lost all of its valuable qualities and had become lukewarm. Too often, we live a life that is filled with great intentions and has a lot of value to Christ and His kingdom to begin with, but then things like Netflix and video games and all these other things take priority in our lives and we become lukewarm and lose all of our valuable qualities. Instead of living a life of value and making a difference for God and His kingdom, we choose to live a double life that is filled with wasted time and a bunch of knowing and not a lot of doing. So maybe you recognize that you too are living a double life. You know that what you say and how you act are vastly different. You know all of the right answers, but have come to realize that knowing and doing are two separate things. Maybe you know that you are living a double life, but have been doing it for so long that you are stuck and are unsure on how to get out. Or you feel that you have been living the bad life for so long that the good life is out of reach and has become lost. The good news, no matter how long you have lived a double life, no matter how fake you may feel, the Christ that I know, He has come to renew you and make you full again. This promise is made in Colossians 3.10. It says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. And so if this is you today and you are tired of being fake and living 
this double life and want to know the freedom that comes from being renewed and knowing Christ, come talk to me. Come talk to my wife. Come talk to Micah. Find someone to talk to. But don't sit there and continue being a slave to the double life that you are living. So I want to end today with a question. What would this community look like if everyone ceased to live a double life? Think about the transformation that would happen not only in your own life, but in the lives of your peers and the communities that you're involved in. How much more would we be able to do for Christ and His kingdom at UAH or in Huntsville? or in your workplace. And so my prayer for you is that as you go from here and you continue on with your day and your week, that you will come to recognize the bondage that comes from living a double life. And not only that, right? But that you will come to recognize the freedom and the blessing that comes from knowing Christ and living a full life in him. So we're going to play a song by Ren Collective. Um, it's titled All That I Am. And in it, some of the lyrics it says this It's only in surrender that I'm free. It's only in surrender that I'm truly free. I am free. I am free indeed. I am free. I am free indeed. All that I am for all that you are, my Lord. All that I have for all that you are. You're the pearl beyond price, greater than life. All that I am for all that you are. I have it all, have it all, but your choice.
And so, are you willing to surrender your double life and discover the freedom that comes only through Christ? Are you willing to give all of you for all of God? For your sake, I hope so. Take it from someone who used to be a slave to the double life. My life is so much fuller. My life is so much more blessed and freer since I have surrendered and given up the double life. And so if you want that too, come find me. And I would love nothing more than to share with you how to make that happen tonight. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. Um, I thank you for the wisdom that it contains. I thank you for loving us uh, despite oftentimes living a double life, Lord. Um, I pray that everyone in here uh, can break free from the bondage that comes from living a double life and look to you and gain the freedom and the blessing that comes from knowing you and living for you fully, Lord. I thank you for your son, his sacrifice that he made on the cross so that we can come into your presence. And I pray all of this in his name. Amen.